Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Jennifer Dixon. Jennifer's story is really amazing around how she started her business and then came across these bioscience or wellness machines that help to achieve a whole new level of health for the body, but also to release stored trauma. This has proved especially valuable for people like veterans who have very deep physical wounds and therefore emotional trauma that can be very hard to shift. The work that she's doing now, the charity that she's about to start, all of these things are so profound and so special, and I'm very grateful that she could share her story here today. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about my upcoming group program, The Wealth Frequency. Now, I have run this program before as The Wealthy Woman, but I needed to change the name because this program is for men and women, and living at The Wealth Frequency is exactly what I'm going to teach you to embody. So this is about tuning into your highest joy, which is where your most abundance lies. And the Wealth Frequency program combines the energetics of an effortless aligned business with the practical systems and strategies that you need to support your evolution. So it's an incredible program in a nutshell. (laughs) So this program is for you if you desire to start a business or if you already run a business. So if you're desiring to get started, this program will help you gain clarity on exactly what you can offer, how to sell your offers, how to set up your business in the right way, and how to bring things into alignment so that the whole process is easier for you. If you already run a business, this is about getting you to five to 10K months, stepping up as a leader, really setting up solid foundations in your business so that you can soar to new heights of success and how to really streamline your processes so that you can work less and make more money. So the wealth frequency is in four stages to completely support you through your growth. So the first part is all about creating space, understanding how to lay the foundations in your business and take radical ownership of your life. The second stage is about breaking unconscious programming and stepping into consciously creating your reality, consciously creating your experience. The third stage is all about second nature sales and strategies so that everything runs really smoothly. You learn how to magnetize people to you and be in flow. And the fourth stage is effortless energetics. So this is how you build a legacy. You think bigger and you open up to receive multiple income streams. The wealth frequency, it's going to be amazing. We start November 21st. This is a 14-week program plus a six-week break over the holidays. If you want to learn more, click the link below. This program is going to be transformational, and I would absolutely love to have you there. So click the link below to learn more. And now back into this uninterrupted podcast with Jennifer Dixon. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Living Inspired Podcast. I'm your host, Carla Herschel, and today I'm joined by the beautiful Jennifer Dixon. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Carla. Thank you so much for having me today. That's okay. So Jen, um, I met her through a group program that we were doing, which was essentially about business and spirituality and how spirituality and how they're combined. And what I really loved about Jen is that she's already an established business owner, but she was so humble, so grounded, so keen to learn more. And she is doing some really inspiring things with helping people with their health, helping people with their trauma, 
and she's also going to start her own charity. So I was like, okay, who is this queen? <laughs> I need to get her on my podcast. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. Um, this is my first podcast. So everybody who's listening and tuning in, um, go gently. It's quite um, an interesting experience um, being interviewed officially um, for doing what you do. And I feel really um, grateful and um in the flow of the universe because as I'm stepping closer towards um, creating the charity and building it, um, the momentum is, is definitely there in the sense that um, uh, when I um, spoke about it um, in the platform that Carla and I um, were studying or connected in, um, that was my first out loud to anyone outside of my nearest and dearest speaking about it. And, um, yeah, so to get the universal confirmation is, um, yeah, it's, it's really incredible. And, um, yeah, then I guess when we go back to what my business actually is and what I do, which is, um, my business is called Embellish Inc. And, um, my salon is based in Brookvale on the Northern beaches of Sydney and probably two years ago um, I took a turn in my business um, and started introducing bioscience equipment. Um, now yeah the equipment that I'm working with it's pretty much about complete internal correction um, on a physical level, metaphysical, cellular, DNA and um, mental, emotional and spiritual. So um, yeah that's a base outline. <laughs> what else yeah. can I tell you? There is so what much. else would you like to know? <laughs> so much. So Jen, so she runs her own, her own business. She is looking into starting the charity and it within your, uh, is it a beauty business? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Business. That's my background and yeah. that still will be part of what I do at the salon, but the bioscience realm is, is growing and growing. So yeah. So there's this whole other side to it. So before we dive into all the different things that you do, I would just love to get an outline as to how you came into contact with this line of work. Because it's, uh, yeah. So beauty in itself, um, I've been a practicing beauty therapist for almost 19 years. And um, I left school when I was 16 and I was a proper rebel without a cause, but I was really lost. Um, so the school, traditional schooling model didn't work for me. Um, I had an undiagnosed um, learning disability and I was not um, a productive student, but uh, it was because I actually, wasn't getting any support with my learning disability and um yeah unfortunately when you don't have good guidance with that sort of thing uh you can get yourself into all sorts of trouble and school became troublesome for me so I left I wanted to work I've always um enjoyed the value of making money and actually doing physical duties and um so I tried quite a few industries before I found the beauty therapy uh, like the beauty industry and um at the time I was working um for Mossman Toyota in the parts department, which is the most masculine industry you could imagine. Mechanics, <laughs> dirty parts, car sort, like I was in this parts cave and um, there were elements of the job that I loved. It was the first administrative uh, role that I flourished in. And because I was flourishing, I was being rewarded with um, a pay packet that allowed me to go to a beauty salon on my lunch break. 
and I had three sessions in a salon and it hit me. Um, this is how I want to spend my days. And so, um, but it was the first time in my life that I'd ever made a choice with intention rather than just trying to, that's not working, change it. That's not working, change it. This was actually so much bigger. It was engaging my heart, you know, it was engaging my soul. And yeah, so um, I kept it to myself for a couple of months because I'd never actually known that version of me. I'd never seen something growing inside me like that. And then, um, yeah, when I was on my Christmas break, a few months later, I like I was literally sitting at the table crying because I knew I couldn't go back to the life that I had and that I had to explore the beauty industry. And um, so, yeah, I started studying with um, Ella Bache. I did a full-time diploma in 2004, and that was the beginning of my life turning into something really, really, really beautiful, you know, like mm. um, caring for people, treating people, um, helping others feel their best self is such a beautiful gift to be able to um, work in. And yeah, so I did my diploma in 2004. I um, started my just, business. Yeah. I just want to jump in really quickly because I have a few questions. Um, cause you just mapped out so much, <laughs> but you mentioned in the, um, beginning there that you had an undiagnosed like learning disability. And I'm so curious to know if that had anything to do with just the fact that the schooling model didn't support you. Like, did that still oh, come 100%. into play? Yeah. Did, was it still the case when you started to learn beauty? Yeah. Yeah. I had to get private tutoring in beauty and I still actually wasn't diagnosed until I was 28 and went and did some right. other study um yeah like it's just um I didn't have the support that I needed in the home environment I didn't have the support that I needed in the schooling environment and um yeah it's a form of dyslexia that I have but um, my brain literally short wires and sometimes I can't even see the screen or the book and it just all became too hard basket and um yeah. so yeah after being um yeah, like just really struggling with that entire element of my life. You know, I'd come as far as I could and um, always tried to seek help or support in other areas. Um, and then when I was like 28, um, I had a radical salvation when I was 26 years old. I became a born again Christian and I opened my eyes on an even deeper level of spirituality and understanding and healing. And it was a really beautiful experience. And because I had this learning disability, sitting down and reading scriptures, I, I couldn't do it, you know, like, and some of the language or the, the versions of the Bible, they're hard enough to unpack as it is. And, um, <laughs> The church that I went to, um, they offered um, something called Bible College. And I was like, all right, well, I learned by discussion, so I'm going to go. And so I became a part-time student and went on the most beautiful healing journey there. And I learned wow. so much about myself and I recovered from so much. But then again, when it started time to do the assignments and the assessments and stuff like that, um, I actually had to put my hand up for help again and um, was so funny because people look at you as an adult and a fully grown woman mm. who has her own business and they expect you're going to be able to have so much of your life together and 
TSO. They didn't know how to take it at first. <laughs> they thought I was trying to dodge homework and all of that. And I remember a particular experience when I was just being totally authentic. I couldn't read the screen. So I went to Officeworks and got them to print everything, every file. And I went to the teacher and she didn't even know how to take me. She just she shut me down and it was actually another oh. student who saw me having a meltdown in the bathroom about it and she was just like babe do you need help and I was like yes and she helped me and then I was able to actually start finding more and more support and then once you get the diagnosis it makes so much sense of your life and why things have been so hard um yeah so it is something that I, I still constantly need support with in my life um but yeah getting a diagnosis made a lot more sense of my backstory that's for sure so yeah wow so yeah you eventually figured that out how do you support yourself now at such a high level I would say um, I outsource as much as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I outsource as much as I possibly can. And I also just own it, you know, like I make it very clear when I'm engaging with someone, like I have a learning disability and my strengths aren't an, an administrative administrative role like I'm going to need as much help as possible you can't ask me to proofread something um because I'm going to miss the mistakes 25 times you know like I can look at something every day and it might take a year before I see it differently you know so um yeah it's um uh you just have to learn to navigate with what you've got I guess <laughs> yeah well amazing thanks for sharing that I just thought that was so important because I'm like I think we all need to be educated on how you're doing that. So let's go back to your journey. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. So you um, found beauty therapy and that was finally something that actually got your heart involved. This is cool. Yeah. So you started studying that. Yeah. And um, so I studied with Ella Bache. I worked with Ella Bache for two years and then um, I went into business um, in 2006 and I started with a business partner and we learned very quickly. We had very different ideas about what's what and that partnership traumatically dissolved very, very quickly. And um, I think I was 22 at the time when that all started happening and that was an extremely character building exercise. Um, yeah, I really found I, I had very little support in my life and with my family of origin and um, yeah, the accountant that I'd seen to go and get some insight as to what does all this profit and loss jargon mean? Like, I don't understand any of this. And I took a big folder to him and um I was really young and really clueless. <laughs> we sat down at his desk and um, yeah, he pulled out like a couple of the pages and he said, look, I just need to be very, very clear with you. Um, this document does not match the tax returns. None of this makes sense. If you want my sound and professional advice, change the locks and tell them to fuck off. <laughs> and Oh my god! <laughs> Looking back on it, that's what I should have done, you know. Oh, like, so someone ripped you off? Yeah, look like um, it just went horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. And oh, like, there's always two sides to the story. But I was being asked to take on far more that that was there. There was no value in the business at that time. And yeah, yeah unfortunately, um, it was with 
family members. So yeah. I having so little support, I still thought I was trying to salvage um, relationship with them and trying to do the right thing. And yeah, like I'd never had somebody be that direct with me about the situation. So that was new language and that was new understanding and I didn't know how to manage it or take it on board in any sense. And but what I did know is if I was going to step away from my business, what would I still do with my life? I'd be a beauty therapist. What would happen if I went and worked for someone else? I'd be in the same position without my own business with a ton of debt. And so what I knew that I had to do within myself because I'd already put so much on the line and so invested and I did have a mountain of debt, like a mountain of it. The only way out is through it. And mm -hmm. yeah, like funny for me, beauty therapy fulfills so many other aspects of my life. I didn't need money out of it initially. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I essentially worked for free for like mm -hmm. a decade. So yeah, like, uh, but I, I learned a lot and um, something that I just love about salon life and having my own business is I get to take care of the most incredible humans, you know, and mm. that fulfills so much. And that part of it is priceless you know mm. so um yeah that's what came out of all of that <laughs> yeah so uh, it's bizarre how um the most successful people typically have the most failures and you need to be will you have to be willing to go all in to get something up and running but it doesn't always work out <laughs> yeah and um that's just part of the like something you have to be willing to accept to be successful because you need you need them to learn right like you need yeah. the experience to learn um and I just wanted to add like with your not making any money for 10 years like because you're in debt um it's funny because when I had my fitness business my fitness business was really successful and making a lot of money on the surface but it was all going out straight away because fundamentally the way the business was set up there was just so many leaks and we were offering more than we needed to offer like all these things and I remember when I let go of the fitness business and I moved back home with my parents last year I made up a little graph around the flow of money that I had received to inspire me that it will come back it always comes back because everything changed when I walked away anyway and I showed my mom and I was like look I made this chart to like keep me inspired that you know I've done it before I can do it again and my mom was like well where's all that money gone and I was like, oh, my God. yeah, <laughs> like she was like, that doesn't make any sense. You should have some in the bank because I had like nothing. I was nothing. like, yeah. And I was like, OK, never mind. Thank you so much for your contribution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had very similar experiences as well. And um, yeah, like um, so many people don't understand what a profit and loss statement is and what it means. And unless, until you actually learn the full fundamentals of what it takes to run a profitable business mm -hmm. in my industry, your salon rent cannot exceed more than 10 to 15% of your incomings. And in the first salon oh. that I was in, it was up around 35% of my incomings. So that's why there was this 
full-on mountain of debt and this really toxic cycle building and I was working six days a week 10-12 hours a day like literally just running around in circles and it took me four years to find a consultant to help me and actually teach me that you know Mm -hmm. like so there's lots of trial and error and there's lots of you know you have to try one accountant you have to try one business coach you have to try one solicitor you have to try Mm -hmm. different products and you always learn something from someone but until you actually find the right match and the right communication cycle it takes years (laughs) yeah and you know with you just mentioned how you it took you a long time to find the right accountant and everything and I had the same experience and I was actually shocked because when I would see an accountant, even when I was a personal trainer, I was doing quite well. Like I was, you know, wasn't a millionaire, but I was doing quite well. And I was like, this is going somewhere. And every time I found a new accountant, I'd be like, can you help me prepare for what's coming? Because I knew yeah. that we would need some sort of financial system in place. Because when you get more money flowing through, like, Anyway, and it took me, yeah, years as well to find an accountant that actually understood what I was talking about. Like how, because even it took me, like, I probably only found out about how GST works maybe two years ago. Yeah. And I remember saying to people like, we're going to be crossing a point at some time where we need to pay GST. How does that work? Obviously you can Google it, but, um, yeah, even now I have a good accountant, but, um, when like I, I personally know eventually it'll be like millions and I'm like, can someone help me get to that place? It's a whole yeah. thing. Yeah. You need I guess to, you really, yeah. really, really need to know your money and your numbers. Um, because like I remember part of the debt cycle back in those first few years was um I didn't know GST and personal income were separate. And um, so I was paying all this GST and thinking, yeah, I'm good. I'm up to date. I'm good. And because I had like zero support in my personal life, I didn't realize that GST was different to personal tax. And so Mm -hmm. the first year that I got both GST bills and personal tax bills um, was terrible. And because I didn't yet have an accountant who... um, could actually help to teach me um I called the ATO mm-hmm. and they told me to get a credit card and put the personal tax debt on credit card so I oh. did that did they offer you a payment plan and stuff no no oh so, um, so I found them to be quite good at this point things like yeah that. so this was around the time of the 2008 GFC um so oh. they were having a very different um experience in life as well you know there were people going out of business left right and center so payment plans weren't an option and so yeah then I got a credit card and then I was paying like 16% on the interest of a bill that like it was just it was a disaster so for anyone who's in small business and starting out you need to know your numbers so intimately like so intimately and get an accountant that makes it make sense to you because if you're stabbing in the dark it's you can get into a lot of trouble so yeah Mm, yeah I used to track my finances too much I would say um but that was like with personal stuff and there's been like a letting go of that for me, but you always want to respect 
what needs to be done in your business. And so still respecting the numbers and it's not about assessing over them, but you just know, you know, the path and yeah. And then there's peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah, Even even when it's not profitable, you still need to respect the numbers. Yes, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. So you got out of that shitty situation with family. That was obviously hard and you found a good accountant where did you yeah. go next um he uh, revealed to me that I needed to get out of the premises that I was in um because my rent at that time was exceeding 35 percent of my business intake so it was it was never going to become profitable with the model that I had wow. um and then like I um I found a premises and then I got knocked back from um, nine different banks on a $30,000 loan to move my business. Shit. <laughs> nine, nine different banks. And mm. once you know, uh, like once you know my salon rent is 35% of my incoming, that's like drinking poison every single day, you know? Mm. Like you need to get out of that space immediately otherwise it's like upping the dosage of poison every single day as well and so the process of approaching nine different banks took me nine months you know and that kind of rejection and people laughing at me and people pointing out don't you have family that can help you like it's thirty thousand dollars like what the fuck and yeah as if they've got that lying around they know i don't i've not got people helping me but something something and someone very very special in my life who has had the most pivotal and beautiful um ripple effect on my life back when this was all going on um I had this really interesting and profound conversation with her while I was waxing her legs and (laughs) um uh we were having a laugh because um so she was a client and she was the first client to step into my life on a personal level in the sense that when I started um, doing Bikram yoga practice, it was yet another huge transformation in me and she noticed it. And when I was doing the yoga, um, you know, she's like, Jen, can I ask you a personal question? And I was just like, yeah, what's that? She's like, are you in love? I was like, yes, yeah, sort of. <laughs> she was like who is he and I'm like well he's my new boyfriend I've been seeing him every day we spent an hour and a half together in the morning and she was like what's, what's going on here I'm like it's Bikram yoga and <laughs> my life has changed and she was like well wow, can I come can I come and meet this new boyfriend and um so she came to yoga with me and um she became obsessed with it as well it was a really good um bonding point between us and like you know having the same revelations or different experiences and being able to bond in that and her husband started going to the yoga as well and um Anyway, um, I remember waxing her legs one night and um, we had very different business stories, very, very different business stories. She's super successful. She was in the financial planning realm and um, she'd only been in business for about six months at the time. And um, she told me that they broke in their five years plan in six months and they were moving already to house like... and blah 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 and making millions and then the (laughs) same conversation she was like babe I've got I've got something I want to tell you and I'm like what and she was just like I'm entering in the Bikram world championships (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, what? Here I am waxing her legs and I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God. And I had a proper tantrum. I had a proper tantrum. I was just like, I get it. You're fucking smart. You went to uni, like, you know, you understand money. You've got all this privilege behind you, but yoga's mine. Bikram is mine. I took you and I'm good at that. And I'm not mm. going to the world championships and you are. So what makes you so fucking good at everything? <laughs> yeah. Triggered. Yeah. And she let me do that. And then she opened my eyes to another form of personal development. And um, I started doing um, NLP study um, yes. through an organization that she and her husband had done all the certification with. And um, yeah, so that was when I started taking responsibility for where my life was at because I was still very much um, in victim cycle. I'm only young. I don't know how to fix this. I'm doing the best that I can. And that's when I learned it's my responsibility to learn more. And um, anyway, so she introduced me to um, uh, that NLP learning. And that's when we discovered I needed to move my salon. And at the time when that first came out, she actually said to me, sweetie, I'll lend you the money. And I, I, I didn't know how to accept it. I didn't want to accept it. Um, she'd done so much for me already and just opening my eyes. Um, I thought she was just being encouraging. And she wasn't. And she was showing up, getting her legs waxed every couple of weeks, still seeing I got knocked back from another bank and I got knocked back from another bank and seeing the amount of stress that I was wearing in that because like the business is my life, you know, like I'm getting quite emotional looking back to that version of myself and how hard I worked for it. And yeah, like she watched me get rejected again for like the eighth time. And she said, all right, I've had enough of this. I get that you want to do it on your own. And she was just like, I'm going to make an appointment with my bank manager. And if he rejects you, I'm lending you the money. I can't sit and watch this any longer. And her bank manager rejected me. <laughs> and she lent me the money. And I moved into the space that I've been operating out of for 12 years now. And that was so pivotal like so pivotal um she believed in me and not only did she believe in me she backed me you know she put her money behind me because she believed in me and I don't come from a background of having that you know wow <laughs> sorry yeah that's okay <laughs> We love the vulnerability. I love the vulnerability. That's what it is. That's this is what business is. Yeah. Um, I'm just imagining like I've been denied for like credit card applications, like small things. Like when COVID first hit, I panicked because my business wasn't really profitable then. And yeah. my business coach was like, if you're worried about money, like I would recommend getting a credit card and then you can just keep things moving in this time like keep at the time I was doing paid advertising and things like that yeah I think I got rejected like three times and it like yeah kind of traumatized me around banks because yeah yeah and it was a that funny thing I don't know if this was your experience but like obviously we were in different industries completely but I was making money but there just was nothing left so when I applied they were like, you don't make any money. 
Yeah. And that's like, that was such a shock and hard because it's like, oh, but can't you see where it's going? And there is money yeah. coming through. And like, if I get the loan, how expansive that would be. And that's what there's like, I understand how difficult it is, even though like, yeah, I understand how difficult it can be to start a business because you don't have that consistent income. Mm. But, at, but at what point, but like you do, for me, like I would not want to be working a full-time job to fund my business because then I wouldn't have any time or energy left, you know, and then yeah. you get stuck in the, the in-between space. So there is yeah. so much challenge around actually doing it on your own. Yeah, yeah, there really is. And, you know, like, again, I didn't know my numbers well enough. And all I could see when I was approaching those banks is I'm pulling in a hundred grand into my business. That's what's coming in and out the doors every single, like every year you can see it the last four years, that's what's happened. But there's nothing left over. Yeah. Like nothing. Products, tax, super, GST, like bills. And then also trying to pay back all of your loan repayments for starting the business. There was nothing left and I didn't understand any of that. And I do understand why the banks were rejecting me because <laughs> they couldn't see that the transaction that I was receiving out of my business was the love that my business was giving me and the daily fulfillment. And that's how I'd gotten through four years of not making any money. And that's how I still continued to get through another six years. You know, like it took that long to recover all the different forms of debt and, understanding how much I had to change mm. you know like yeah the whole how structure much I had to shape shift yeah yeah so um but like in my industry they say it takes 10 to 20 years you know and it took 10 years to get from in the negative to baseline and now I'm almost 17 years established and I'm about to expand again so yeah <laughs> it's paying off yeah <laughs> wow so uh the she's just given you this she's lent you this money which is incredible yeah um and so you moved your business like yeah literally just you? across yeah, just moved across the road, which was great because I didn't lose any clientele as a result of that. Um, and yeah, at that time, I um, I had been living with a boyfriend, and we we broke up um, shortly after I moved into the new premises. I moved in with my grandma um, because I paid back the lump sum that I'd borrowed in less than a year you know that's how important it was for me to do the right thing by this beautiful like husband and wife who supported me so I worked my guts out and then yeah like that's also funnily enough around the time that I had that radical salvation I became a born again Christian um because yeah like the healing process that I was going on in my own life like was just drinking in any form of growth you know um yeah and then funnily enough um I had a whole heap of health stuff start to surface after that time as well and um it was still just getting called called like um stress responses you know you're you're not managing the stress in your life very well 
and um, lo and behold, it turns out I have a kidney disease. And um, yeah, the kidney disease that I have generally surfaces around um, people in their 30s and 40s and onwards. Um, the symptoms had been there my whole life, um, but just given the wrong um the wrong blanket statement, like it's stress, mm. you know? And um, yeah, so I started getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And um, yeah, again, just seeing how much um, being out of alignment was not working for me, you know, or not having yet found my alignment. And um, yeah, so um yeah, I don't know why that came to the surface, but it just did. No, it's important. <laughs> yeah, no, everything. Because, well, it sounds to me like you were pushing, 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 trying to get your business off the ground, stuck in both paying off debt, constant bills, constant expenses, but you don't know any other way. And yeah. and your wake-up call was the rejection, 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 rejection. And you're like, okay, so my systems are not working. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, so you, you moved house, you moved, did you say you moved house and the salon? Yeah. And the salon, like your whole life changed. Everything was changing. Yeah. And the Christianity, the spirituality, and then, yeah, that, it just makes a lot of sense to me. And then the, the illnesses come up with that. Cause I find, um, I love like talking about health in general, cause health and mental health, it's all kind of the same. So you had these symptoms your whole life, like since you were a kid, could it have been spotted earlier? Would you have done anything differently? Like with what you know now, was it obvious when you were younger or? Yeah. yeah. Looking back on it to me, it was, you know, like um, the lack of energy, uh, the fatigue, the really poor immune system, the constant UTIs. Um, But yeah, there was just not, um, the right support for me at home so um it just got pushed pushed to the side you know um yeah. and yeah like then um like when um uh, when like I was with like my first like serious boyfriend you know like they would mistake the UTIs just as like um a side effect of him not being circumcised you know um and so they would just say it's just bacteria that you're just passing to each other but like these weren't just basic UTIs you know like this was super 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 intense um but the interesting thing about kidney disease as well is it's um they, they refer to it as the silent disease in the sense that it is very hard to diagnose. Um, and because I looked young, like I was young, I looked relatively healthy, you know, they'd always just keep saying it's just lifestyle choices and stuff like that. And um, yeah, so um, I tried to do everything I could on a holistic level. Um, but again, when you don't have a diagnosis, it's hard. You're stabbing in the dark, you know? Mm. And um, yeah, then um, gosh, when I was like, I think I was 30, when um, the kidney stone that I was passing was so big and so destructive on my body. Um, funnily enough, though, um, being self-employed, <laughs> you have to get up and you have to show up at work when there's no one else to do it for you. Oh like, God. you put up and shut up, you know? Yeah. And 
Turns out I was passing an eight millimeter kidney stone through my body over a period of about 12 weeks. And um, the GP that I was going to, he thought I was going crazy. And um, again, because it was silent disease and he was again, just saying, well, you've had UTIs your whole life. So he was just wow. pushing it to the side and like, I won't say he was neglectful. He was doing the best that he could with the knowledge that he had. But funnily enough, we tested every other single system in my body. Like we did uh, my stomach, we did my lungs, we did my heart, we did my sleep tests. Um, because like insomnia is a side effect of kidney disease. Mm -hmm. um, my immune system was shot. Like I was just constantly getting the flu. And I was having what I refer to as like these night fits and I would wake up like having to like expel urine like 20 30 times so not sleeping full on night sweats the shakes and what was actually happening was the kidney stone <laughs> was pushing through another passageway in my body and so unfortunately I ended up with a lot of internal scarring as a result from that um and then yeah the first time I went to hospital again because kidney disease is known as the silent disease, the doctors couldn't even diagnose it. All they said is just like, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but your kidneys look like you're 100. And yeah, so I was like, all right, cool. What do I do? And he was just like, we well, need to go and see um, a specialist. And funnily enough, <laughs> the first specialist that I booked in to see with, he had like a three month waiting period. So I waited and waited and waited. And then on the day of the appointment, he canceled the appointment. <laughs> oh my goodness me. And I was still so unwell. Like I'd not had any improvement since we discovered that it was a kidney stone, um, stabbing in the dark. And I called the GP and I was hysterically upset because I was like, nobody's helping me here. And so he sent me to someone else. And at the time, <laughs> I didn't know when you book in to a specialist, they only answer the name, uh, they only answer the phone as their doctor's names, you know? So for instance, they'd say Dr. Dixon's rooms or Dr. Herschel's rooms. They don't say who they are or what they do. So I just booked the oh. appointment and I went and somehow I ended up getting sent to a prostate specialist. Oh my goodness me. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't handle the situation well. He didn't, he didn't, tell me that he wasn't a kidney specialist and it was a very weird experience and um he just like I felt like he was a Dr. Nick you know like Dr. Nick from the Simpsons oh. like it was just so oh. bizarre and so unprofessional and Gosh. he looked at my x-rays he poked my stomach and he just said you just had a random flu and he was just like you want my best advice forget about this and get on with your life and oh. yeah and that was audacity he was, he was a specialist like he didn't come cheap you know like that 15 minute consultation cost me 600 dollars and so I took it with a grain of salt and tried the best to get on with my life and I came back to the salon and again just showing how much fulfillment and how much um beauty I get in my salon life I was crying and I was out the back and a client of mine who's a naturopath stopped in to pick up some product and I didn't realize she was there and anyway when I did realize I had to get myself together and she's like 
babe, what's wrong? And I told her and she was just like, all right, well, you do know I'm a naturopath. And I was just like, yeah. And she was just like, let's do a case study. And she was just like, let's see what we can do to help you in this position. And um, yeah, so again, without diagnosis, um, she got me back to as best level as she could. Um, but within about six months, the same thing was happening again. And um, I knew this time I'm not going to stab in the dark and go and see a GP who doesn't know what he's doing. I'm going straight to hospital. Mm-hmm. And this time when I went to hospital, um, the doctor on duty, he actually had experience with the kidney disease that I have. And um, so, yeah, again, once you get diagnosis in life, like there's so much support, like the nephrologist, who's the kidney specialist that I work with, now like she is just the most uh, thorough and protective and caring and open-minded doctor I've ever met in the sense that the unfortunate thing about kidney disease is with um, most of them most of the medications that they give you cause diabetes heart disease can cause kidney failure and when your kidneys already aren't strong enough it's already playing havoc on the rest of your body and so thank god my nephrologist has been open-minded enough to work with my naturopath and like we've been through such a huge journey together over the last seven years um in the sense that like when my blood work starts to show a b and c is happening we now have the relationship where my nephrologist says you have three months to resolve this yourself. If you don't, you need to start taking this medication. But the really cool thing about that is she gives my naturopath the opportunity to support me with herbs and therapeutic goods that don't cause diabetes, kidney failure and heart disease. So, um, yeah, that journey in itself has been a really, really, really big one. Um, but the biggest journey and the biggest transformation that I've been through is um, when I took on the HoCat um, device into my business. So um, I'd gotten to the point in my life where I was starting to understand business and that every single square meter in your salon needs to make money. And, <laughs> I yeah, so I um, I'd gotten to the space where I had my facial in my beauty room and I had an infrared sauna in one room and I was workshopping what am I going to put in the other room and um, I tried like exploring a few different avenues like a float tank or a cryo or like I tried so many other practitioners to go in there and it just never came to life or didn't work. And um, funnily enough, I'd actually been told about the HOCAT um, by some friends from church um, who went to New Zealand to visit some friends and there was a HOCAT in that village. And just as I bought my infrared sauna, which was probably, I think, 2014 or 2015, um, this particular friend, she was telling me about it. I remember the conversation so well. And the HoCat is a very hard thing to describe, especially as a consumer who doesn't have industry um, experience. And um, she came in to have an infrared, but she was like, babe, this oxygen sauna thing. <laughs> <And> I was- <laughs> 
<laughs> I was kind of thinking, well, I've just bought my infrared, so why do I need something else? And like I followed it um, and I spoke to, um, or I reached out via um, email to the clinic in New Zealand. Um, but with all of these bioscience and biohacking devices, there's not as much marketing available as there could and should be, um, unfortunately, for political reasons. And um, oh. Yeah, so at the time, I couldn't get much information on it. All I could get was the cost of it, which was far beyond my capacity at that time. And there also wasn't a HOCAT in Australia. So it meant I would have had to go to New Zealand just to try this oxygen sauna thing, you know? So, And if I could just jump in, when you say um, political, do you, do you mean that, like, perhaps it's viewed as like a pseudoscience and so they don't want it spoken about or is it can you just elaborate like why is it not common knowledge yeah so um unfortunately pharmaceutical make a lot of the decisions about what happens in the health and wellness world and um mm, i i feel like at times that they feel threatened you know which is really really sad because it should be about helping people and it's yes it's not always the case, you know, there's, there's some incredible things that modern medicine do, and I'm not going to deny that, but there's also space to have complementary alternative therapies, um, but we don't get the credibility that we need for a lot of them to be able to be household name products, if that makes sense. Yeah, that is so interesting that you say that, and obviously this is a whole nother topic, but like I was going to relate to your story with the kidney disease, like um, I used to get UTIs when I was a teenage, like late teen, and my boyfriend and I at the time would be confused, like, is one of us not cleaning properly? And I'd be like, it's you, you're the problem. And he'd be like, no, it's you, you're the problem, like, you're the one yeah. that's getting them. And I'd go to the doctor and be like, why am I on this again? And they were like, oh, it's normal. Anyway, and I find out a few years later that when you're on the hormonal contraceptive pill, it's common to get, yeah. like, consistent UTIs and vaginal dryness and other things. That's just yeah. one of my experiences. But I'm like, no one freaking told me when I went on that medication that that would be... That was going to happen. A, consi yeah. a consistent a, a possibility. Um, yeah. And then it's like, well, there's nothing against the hormonal contraceptive pill, nothing at all. But like, why was not all the options like discussed and the understanding? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, gee, it's... That's, that's a whole nother podcast, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it's good. I mean, if we were to take the positive route for as, as an example, um, my gym has an infrared sauna and I go there all the time. So from one angle and like cold therapy as well, like these things are certainly starting to make their way into yeah um, yeah like um everybody knows what an infrared sauna is now or 80 percent of people know what an infrared sauna is and um yeah like they do have some really great benefits but again if you're dealing with a really um much much heavier chronic condition or, or an actual disease um you're going to need a lot more support in your body than just infrared and um it's unfortunate for me um just the basic infrared was stirring up all of my kidney stones and tearing the insides of my kidneys and giving me an even worse kidney infection and oh. setting off everything in my system so although I loved the heat and I loved going and sitting in there like I was the biggest candidate of my own um infrared sauna um 
it didn't actually help me in any sense and mm -hmm. it, there wasn't enough support in that. And, um, yeah, so a couple of years went by and then in lockdown 2020, um, I pulled back my long service leave. At the time, I'd been self-employed for 14 years and I'd never had more than a three-week period off in one hit um, in 14 years. Or actually, the last time I had six weeks off was year 10 Christmas holidays that was the last time I'd had like a yeah. proper break you know and um so yeah COVID um COVID 2020 it actually gave me time to pull back and really just what am I going to do with my spare room how am I going to make the salon um even more attractive to my clients what am I actually going to do and I had that moment with that memory of my girlfriend from church saying, babe, this oxygen sauna. And it came, all came back to me. And I followed up the clinic in New Zealand. And at that time, um, her position had changed. She was now um, head of training for the company that owned the machine. And oh. so she was able to give me heaps more information. And again, at the time they had a COVID sale. So it was, it was affordable, you know, like something I knew that I would be able to take on and recover from. And um, then again, on top of that, turns out there was another machine in the country by this time. And so, yeah, I went down to, I finally got an appointment between my schedule and their schedule where they had the other machine, which was down in Wollongong, um, which is an integrated health center known as Core Naturopathic. Um, and sadly, um, the boys down there, they are known as the last resort clinic. Um, they should be known as the first resort. The moment you get a cancer diagnosis or anything like that, they are the people that you should be seeing. You should also explore every other option and every other form of support. Um, but I was able to go down there and I was able to try the Hocat for the first time in my life. And I did not realize my baseline line was probably 50% below zero. Like I was so used to functioning as a sick person, as someone who struggled with insomnia my entire life, chronic kidney infections my entire life. Like I was just used to it. And I went and I had a Hocat and within 10 minutes, my entire body changed and I felt my entire body change. And I had a girlfriend come with me for the drive and she was there and I had tears in my eyes because I was just like, I feel so different. I feel so taken care of right now. And I feel so well um, because of the different modalities that come with the Hocat. And I'd not felt a hit of energy like that. I don't know if I'd ever felt a hit of energy like that. I don't think I'd ever felt well before, you know, if I really look back on what I was carrying in my own body, I'd never actually felt well. And I came home and my insomnia, it left me that night. Like in the last two years, I've had maybe 50 nights of shitty sleep. Wow. I was lucky if I would get 50 nights of sleep in a year and two years, like it might be once a month, twice a month. I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel good, but oh well, you know, like wow. to be able to just have one element of quality of sleep resolved 
that changes your life, you know, like, and yeah, so I had my one session in the Hocat, I called the company, I'm, I'm like, I'm in, I'm sold, I'm sorted, when can my machine be shipped out here? And um, I went live with the Hocat in the business in October um, 2020, and that's when the beginning of this incredible life-changing journey really took place for me so yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah so exciting so you have to tell us what is the hocat what do these modalities do that other things do not yeah so um the hocat is the medical terminology for the machine um which is hypothermic ozone carbonic acid transdermal technology so that's the action or the function of the machine and it's an acronym of those words hocat um they chose to keep the medical terminology um for the name of the machine because the machine is very much recognized globally as a medical grade device however because of the political position with pharmaceutical here we just have to call it a wellness device um but the potency and the power of what it is doing is indescribable um i'll rattle off um the key factors of the technology um, it's transdermal delivery of high grade oxygen. So we're working with 98.7% pure oxygen. Hospital grade um, oxygen is 99% um, pure oxygen. So we're just 0.03 of a percent off that. Um, but uh, yes, we're working with two forms of oxygen. So nasal inhalation um and then transdermal delivery of the um near pure oxygen now if you i don't know if anybody's had oxygen when they've gone to hospital um but oxygen is the master healer it creates the homeostasis process in the body which puts us into the deepest state of healing and restores the body um, then we're working um, with ozone. Now, ozone is a derivative um, of pure oxygen and it is a natural sterilization process. And we've got two forms of delivery for that. Um, for men and women, you do the transdermal delivery of the ozone. But for women, we actually do something called vaginal insufflation as well. And you use a medical grade cannula and um, you're getting even more ozone uptake. But what ozone does to the human body is antibacterial, antiviral, anti-candida, um, anti-thrush, anti-infection, anti-disease, anti-parasite, anti-inflammatory, and it also breaks down calcified or scar tissue. So yeah, getting that into your system completely cleans everything and oxygen and ozone they kind of work like a power couple in the sense that the ozone is breaking down the calcification or the scar tissue or just the general aging and wear and tear on our entire body down to a cellular level and then once the outside of the cell or the organ is clean the oxygen can get in and restore and feed and nourish and you literally feel your whole body come to life um then another element of the machine is frequency specific microcurrent and so um, some of you might have heard about um working with frequencies like rife frequencies or the healy 
we're working with um, both right frequencies and self-argio frequencies. And what happens when you're sitting in the pod, you're holding the rods and your feet are on pedals. And we've got 120 different programs to treat a different part of your body in the sense that there's three kidney settings. There's one for kidney stones. There's um, one for kidney support. And then there's another one um, related to a different form of kidney disease. But what that is doing is getting your brain and your body communicating together again. And yeah, for pretty much the first year in the HOCAT, I worked solely with the kidney support one and it's changed my life in so many levels. And the relationship between the brain and the body is such a sensitive and delicate one. So um, our brain is actually uh, very overprotective. Our brain will register that something's not right, but will send the white blood cells but then it will step away because your body's got all these other things to take care of and you've got to keep moving on if there's been trauma in an area you actually need to teach the brain hey it's safe to reconnect let's get back together and let's start working together to get that traumatized part of you working again um so yeah like we've got within those 120 different programs pretty much every single system within the body gets the support that it needs like there's one for ovarian disorders there's one for um fertility um polycystic um polycystic um ovaries etc um then there's all different infection controls there's one for lungs there's one for cancer um, and what it's doing is actually just getting the brain and the body to work together again so we've pretty much got all systems covered then we've also got ones for mental health so we've got one for anxiety one for depression one for headaches and then we've got the salfagio tones now i don't know if any of you guys know what salfagio tones but when you hear music that's kind of got like um chimes and bells and different rhythms they're known as salfagio tones and dr salfagio was an italian psychologist who did a study on the brain for people with all different forms of depression and how that would affect the body so then we're also working with three of his specific frequencies to help with mental health um issues so oh yeah yeah it is and then we've got infrared sauna um but we're working with concealed infrared so we're going much deeper it's actually about softening you all the way down to your central nervous system because once you've got your whole body soft and pliable the oxygen and ozone can get in to nourish your whole body then we've got the steam sauna but because the steam is um combined with ozone it's the deepest cleanse on your body like i didn't know how dirty my blood was until i started releasing heavy metals in the base of the machine and i was releasing heavy metals in the base of the machine with almost daily use for 18 months you know and oh. so we actually see it in the cleaning function of the machine so to be able to rid my body of that because it can't actually do it itself with my kidney disease it's just been so powerful then we've got color therapy and i don't know if any of you guys really know like um the basis of color therapy <laughs> yeah so it's so beautiful um like it it relates to auras and chakras but also our body recognizes color if, even without our eyes our bodies read what's happening in the room around us and for those of you that might have heard we um take on um, traumas or experiences um, in our body 
and hold onto it in our organs. Mm -hmm. And um, with color therapy, which is happening inside of the sauna, it's working through every single color of the rainbow, allowing your body to let go of that particular color that it's been holding onto since the point of trauma. And then what happens once you release that blockage, the scar tissue or the blockage or the knot that's been held in whatever organ or part of your body, it relaxes. And then the oxygen and ozone can get back into that organ that's been stuck or in a knot or had scar tissue around it because it's no longer holding on to the color that is connected to the source of trauma. Wow, it goes deep. Yeah. And I, yeah. I have a yeah. question. I have a lot of questions, but one specifically for the color therapy. I've seen little videos, they must have been on TikTok or something, where people, it'll be like a landscape and it'll be really vivid. And the, it's like, does anyone remember how things looked in childhood? And then they'll post another image of the same thing, but it's quite dull. And then they'll be like, this is what being an adult is like. I don't, I've seen this video like twice. It's, it's popped up more than once. And yeah. I've always been like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know if that's true for me. If things were more vibrant when I was a kid, if, if that's just naturally because we're new here. Do you think that we've been holding traumas and therefore like dulling down our ability to see color or something is that or am I just making stuff up <laughs> no that would relate to like the blockage so to speak mm. because like when there's a blockage like if you just lay it back to layman's terms and a blocked drain mm -hmm. if a drain is blocked the water can't get through so mm. when you unblock the drain the water can get through so you see and feel and process and experience things so differently, you know, like um, there's just a few more um, points. Things you want to go have. through. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah. So um, then we're also working with aromatherapy, um, which is um, essential oils are anti-back, anti-fungal, anti-microbial, but also speak to the central nervous system. And because your central nervous system is nice and um, pliable because of the, the volume of the infrared that we're working with, we're working at 99 degrees infrared therapy. Whereas when you go to um, your other saunas, they're capped at 60 degrees. You can't go higher than that because you're sitting right next to the panel. Whereas ours is concealed. So it's more effective to get everything receptive. So you're receiving the essential oils on a different level. But we're also working with vitamin D light waves. And um, with the vitamin D light waves, um, vitamin D is responsible for so many of our feel goods. It's our immune system, our sleep regulation, our emotion regulation, our endorphin regulation, and our blood and our bones. Um, we're meant to get it outside um, through um, the sun, but due to pollution and the hole in the ozone layer, we're not getting it anymore. When we take it orally, it only does about 10% of what it's meant to do. So it might help with your immune system, but it's not going to get to all the other systems. When we're receiving it transdermally, it works on everything. So again, for those of you who struggle with sleep issues, the moment you get a whack of oxygen, a whack of ozone... <laughs> and the vitamin d like vitamin d light therapy game over you are going to bed yeah and, um, <laughs> that sounds nice though yeah and um 
yeah, then we've got the passive exercise element, uh, which is also really important for people with chronic conditions. Like if you are really sick or if you um, have a really severe injury, you can't go and flog yourself at the gym. Number one, you don't have the energy, but the amount of pain or the um, disability that you might have will completely adhere that. And for those exercise junkies who know how vital it is to keep you stable, functioning, happy and healthy, when you don't get to do it, you feel terrible. And so for the people that can't actually do it themselves, life's really hard to just make yourself feel good. Whereas this happens in the machine as well. Um, and then we've got the hypothermic reaction. So hyper um, increasing thermic temperature. And that is about deep healing. Um, but because we're also fueled by oxygen, it's not only white blood cell healing, but it's red blood cell healing as well. So it's, the machine in itself is a gift. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Does everybody that comes through the, um, that tries the machine, is it like transformational for them? Look, for most people, yes. Yeah, for most people, it becomes a functioning part of their life. Um, yeah, like most people will feel a sense of relief or a change in the symptoms that they're carrying. Um, but for my corporate warriors who are healthy, fit, well, strong people, just having that extra hit of like uh, high quality oxygen, it helps mm. you function like you are superhuman. You know, like when you get um, pure oxygen up into the brain, cleans the brain. And you'll notice like I know my to-do list before the whole cat was a part of my life. I probably only had about six things um on my to-do list on a daily basis it jumped to like 16 things but I was actually able to function and make those things happen and create progress so um yeah most people will see some form of benefit with it it's very rare that I have people come and try it for once and that's it you know um yeah and then depending on what you're dealing with in your body and your life that generally dictates the frequency like for people that have cancer we definitely recommend that you're in on a regular basis for yeah. a solid few months to really really give your body the support that it needs you know and um yeah like the more you use it the better you feel mm. yeah I've got another client who has um um, who's had a lifelong battle with cancer and um, she's doing a clinical study at the moment um, on a trial drug and out of the clinical study that she's doing she's the only person who's having success with the trial drug and they're, they're tracking it with bloods with um, all the different form of testing that you can do, um, the MRI, but they're also seeing things in her body turn around for the better that the drug's not even meant to fix. Mm -hmm. So they don't know what it is that she's doing, but she knows what's actually helping to drive all of it because no one else is having the success story that she is, you know? Oh. So it's really, really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And what was your experience with it personally with the kidney disease? How has it helped you? Uh, so it's been two years since I've been working with the, a little over two years since I've been working with the HOCAT. And um, whilst my kidney disease is a part of my life um, and it's a disease, so we can't, um, it's incurable, so to speak. 
um, the symptoms are no longer with me, you know, like, and yeah, so to number one, have my sleep under control, um, number two, to have cystic matter from my kidneys reduced by 50%, um, for those of you who don't know much about the kidneys, they're a dual functioning organ, meaning the insides are doing one thing and the outsides are doing another, I have cysts all over the outside of my kidneys, and so that stops the outsides doing what they're meant to do, which stops the insides doing what they're meant to do. But if I was to get a kidney stone inside of my kidneys and I had a really big one brewing in there for a while, there was like a six centimeter one brewing in there. And that's, that's big enough to cut your kidneys. And that's what was happening. And I was constantly having a kidney infection as a result. And for those of you that might've had a kidney infection, it feels like you've got blood plus like, pl sorry, plastic filtering around your entire body. Yeah. Like that's how unwell you feel with it. And, um, I used the kidney stone setting on the Hocat for about two months. And those stones are broken down now. They're just tiny little snowflake particles that don't cause any damage. Like that would be recognized um, like everybody's version of kidney stones. We all have little crystals in our kidneys, um, but our kidneys are supposed to regulate and break it down. Now my kidneys are regulating and breaking it down and the kidney stone setting broke the kidney stones down. So um, yeah, and then like some offshoot stuff um, with um, the kidney disease is um, I have a lot of problems with my hip and my left side has always been my injury side um but like probably gosh I think seven years ago um when I was having one of my night fits and shaking and having to go to the toilet a million times and it feels like you feel super cold um but you're actually really hot and I was rolling over to um snuggle under my blanket more because I thought oh here's one of these weird night fix things again I just need to get warm I rolled over and my left leg didn't come with me and the entire left labrum tore and caught and caused a lot of scar tissue and yeah, like I was told I would need to have like labor repair surgery, but a double hip replacement. And um, the whole cat is actually even, yeah, started to help with the scar tissue in my hips in the sense of the mobility. I can go out dancing and do the things that I love like that again. And that all went on hold for a couple of years. And so my quality of life across so many different levels has gone through the roof. And that's just talking about physical elements. So not even going mm. into mental, emotional and spiritual elements that happen with these sorts of things. But these are the things that we've been able to document in my life where we've actually got medical tracking of it. And yeah, for my nephrologist to sit down and say, um, the last time I saw her, Jen, I can't comment on the things that you do, but what I will comment and say is keep doing it because you are one of my dream patients where I'm seeing your function improve mm. and that's not what happens with this kidney disease. So, wow. Yeah. It's one of Yeah. It's huge. Really yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's life changing. You know, like it is life changing on so many levels. I mean, it's so minor in comparison, but like oh, we're not comparing it though, are we? I'm just sharing my experience. So like I have eczema and it's very mild and I've had bad reactions from steroid creams that I was given years ago, which is really common, like to have a steroid withdrawal situation where the skin like is in a really bad way without it 
Um, and my skin's in a really good place now, but I still have the eczema and I do things like, you know, everybody gives you a thousand things that will fix it. Like I do a lot of breath work, which I think helps to release the emotions. I do heaps of emotional work. I eat well for the most part, but I used to cut foods out and that ended up getting to a really pointy time where I was very, very restrictive and that defeated the purpose. Anywho, and I'm always like, I wonder if it will ever be gone completely because it's itchy, you know, like it's not so bad, but what would life be like if I didn't have it at all? So just to hear your experience so extreme on the polarity and then to come back to balance is like just incredible to me. Yeah, you know, and like there's a lot of people who have been tracking through my life throughout this period where I was really sick. And, you know, like when I was having a bad week or a bad day, you'd see it, you'd see it on my face, you'd see it Mm. in my eyes, like clients could tell when I wasn't okay you know Mm. that never comes up in conversation anymore you know like clients never call me aside and say Jenny okay is it like how are your kidneys are you sick like you look bloody great (laughs) you look great that's what you want yeah yeah incredible I'm so glad that you have this because I am such a big advocate for yeah the alternative forms of healing in yeah. combination with or what it like both forms yeah. of support having access to both yeah. um and I want to know in terms of like because obviously there is a huge emotional connection to the trauma that goes on in our bodies as you said we like we hold on to trauma do you think that the this machine could in any way bypass learning important lessons because obviously it would support that, but do you think that people would still learn what they need to learn or resolve what they need to resolve, even though they're getting an instrument that goes straight to like clearing the problem? Yeah, so that's a really interesting question. And I will only speak from my own personal experience of it, um, because I guess spirituality, we only have our own personal Mm-hmm. revelation you know but when we have revelation or our eyes become open you generally can't help but want to dig deeper mm. you know like that's that's what it did in my life like spirituality as a whole like um, my first experience with spirituality was Bikram yoga um I lived such a black and white closed sense of what life can be like up until then and yeah the spirituality journey that I've been on since then gosh like I just keep wanting to dive deeper Mm. and you try you try anything and everything when you're searching for your soul's purpose and journey in life you know and I watch you know like I watch other people that I know in life um when they're starting to step closer to their true purpose you can't help but want to find your alignment you know and when you step away and do things that are not your soul's purpose you, you get a few hard knocks (laughs) yes you know like you get a few hard knocks but funnily enough with every hard knock my experience 
of my own personal growth journey, it's like a magnet, like it's coming for you, you know? Mm. And whether you deny it or whether you pick it up and run with it, your purpose and your soul's evolution is coming for you. And life has a funny way of making that happen. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's that's just my own personal understanding. Yeah. So the more that you've healed, the more capacity you've had to dive deeper into who you yes. are and your that's yes. pretty beautiful. I think that's was an excellent answer too. Because yeah. <laughs> when I ask that yeah. question, I'm like, oh, this is putting her on the spot a bit, but let's roll yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, that makes yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's it's kind of just like um, it's kind of like strength training, you know, like you're gonna go through the same process within your life in the sense that lifting weights are so heavy and it's so hard and tearing your muscles to get stronger it bloody hurts it makes you hungry it makes you tired you get blisters on your hands it doesn't feel good initially but you get stronger and then you can go a bit harder or a bit deeper or run that extra mile or whatever form it is your spiritual journey is going to do the same thing to you as well you know even if you try and run from it you know like it doesn't matter how confronting it is your spirit is still going to get spoken to mm. and eventually you're going to hear what you're being called to you know and whether you get the opportunity to resolve and heal it in this lifetime some people don't you know some people their life finishes or their soul journey ends before they get to fully resolve it but when you show when you show commitment or curiosity you get more mm. yeah it's that bravery to follow that pull instead of like yeah. the fear of where the pull is going so you don't know <laughs> yeah 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 totally so do you feel that you're really getting pulled by your purpose now that you're following your purpose right now yes this is a big question and this <laughs> is like yeah so um I've done a fair few volunteer um exercises in my life um you know the year that um my girlfriend lent me the money to move the salon um I was so humbled and so moved by that I knew that my responsibility was to help um on any way I could and I didn't have any form of money to help um but I volunteered at Soup Kitchen for like 18 months on a Monday on my day off and um yeah, like that had to come to an end. Unfortunately, um, uh, it became unsafe for me to be there um, with one of the members. So um, had to pull the pin. Um, you tried. I tried. I really, yeah. really tried, you know. And um, then when I went, was going to church on a really regular basis, um, like I tried many different forms of volunteering at the church and it wasn't in alignment for me, you know. Like it wasn't... Um, I wasn't gaining, I wasn't receiving the gains that people that go on to, you know, become a pastor or build a church, they have a conviction so deep in their heart that 
it's undeniable, you know, and I wasn't getting that. I was getting resentment and not loving it and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but I, I tried, I gave it a good two years of like giving my time. And that was again, around the time that I got sick with my kidneys and I felt like my own personal journey uh, with that. And I felt like God was saying to me, it is time to rest, you know, and I got so sick. I couldn't get myself out of bed to go to church, you know? So I really had to listen to that and I did and um yeah like there's a um like I guess the bit that I've been doing for the last few years within my industry there's a um there's a movement called sustainable salons and we actually pay for our recycling so that's been my version of charity so to speak but that's just me contributing to that and knowing that I'm reducing the green footprint within my business and um yeah, but things really changed um, at the beginning of the year here for me um, when I, I had some um, veterans come into the salon to use the HOCAT and um, yeah, I've, I've, always, I've always had a soft spot for men like that in the sense that there's just an element to them where they know how to handle themselves beautifully, you know, and I had a boyfriend who was a veteran and um, yeah, I feel like the version of myself that I was with him was the most complimentary version of myself and looked after quite a few men from the Gulf War here as their massage therapist and their waxing girl. Um, but now to be dealing with the type of equipment that I have, um, in the salon and being able to provide support on a completely different level um, and to meet one of the boys in particular has a really traumatic way of he's he's had a really hard time you know like he ended up getting um frontal lobe damage um in afghanistan and um because the frontal lobe controls um our hormone production um there's a lot of side effects that happen to the body when you don't actually make any testosterone whatsoever Jeez. Yeah, and so hearing um, the things that he has to manage in his life as it is, and this guy's only my age, so 38. And, you know, when you think war vet, you think old person, and they've done the greater part of their life. But these boys were coming back from Afghanistan six, seven years ago, you know, and, like, they did their three tours, and they have come home and have had to rebuild themselves completely and they're wearing some of these side effects due to going and doing something on behalf of the government. Mm, yeah. And they get very little support, like very, 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 very little support. Like this guy with the frontal lobe damage, they just did his sleep testing on his discharge and got a payout, but it doesn't change your life that that payout does not change your life and that payout did not set him up to be able to fully recover and have all these different transformations happen in his own world yeah. and um 
yeah so um meeting these boys and having them come into the salon and um, turns out they've done particularly well in their business realms um in recent years and so they're of the position where they can come to me regularly and use the equipment regularly and to see the amount of positive transformations happen to them on a physical and emotional and a spiritual level in a really short time um like it's it's breathtaking to see that happen for people you know and like for these high functioners um to be able to get them to a position where they can function again at their highest level they're going to be a service to our society you know um but they've had a few wins in this part of their life coming home. And there are so many veterans that don't have those wins, you know, and can't afford to physically support themselves. And talk therapy is vital in life. Um, I, I personally believe talk therapy is vital in life in, in whichever form you want to do it. But when you feel terrible, it is so hard to get past anything other than I feel physically terrible, mm. you know, and that's before you've even unpacked the deep stuff inside you. So to be able to get people to a place where they can function and feel well and just to get sleep as well, you know, the amount of, the amount of soldiers that come home and suffer with insomnia um, because their brain won't let them sleep after what they've been through. It's so hard to be at your best when you don't have any more than two or three hours sleep up your sleeve, you know? So, and to do that without taking pharmaceutical, because unfortunately a lot of the pharmaceutical sleeping tablets have really detrimental side effects on your mental health, you know, like mm. really detrimental. It's frightening, you know? And they become quite addictive, right? Like, yep. 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 Take sleep pulpers. Yep. Yeah, so as opportunity would have it, um, because these guys um, have done quite well in their business world, um, one of them actually put it to me about expansion and moving forward and the idea of that. Um, I know that's coming for business um, in the sense that I need more space and I need more machines to support um, the, the demand and, and to be able to help the people that um, are coming into my life. But they suggested partnership within business. And um, I needed some time to think about that because for any of you that are self-employed and you built your business from scratch on your own, it's your baby and it's my 17-year-old. So almost big enough to look after itself, but I'm still a very protective mom of my business. And um, yeah, so um, I had to sit with it for a couple of weeks and what brewed with me over those couple of weeks and what was birthed in me was this is so much bigger than me and this is this is the magnet of my purpose in life being delivered because what birthed in me was to create a charity and create a charity for returned servicemen to help them integrate on a completely different level back into society because there's nothing out there actually giving them the physical support to recover from shrapnel wounds or bullet wounds and to actually get the emotional connection out of that, out of their body, you know? So 
when we sat down and had our coffee, um, I put it to them and then um, a few months went by, um, they needed to travel or whatever and um, we've revisited it and it's happening. So yeah, watch this space. <laughs> I actually talk about it without crying now like I can talk uh, about the excitement but like the emotional shifts that have happened for me in this process because the call is so deep on my heart I have to explore this you know and the fact that these these guys or one of them is really 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 committed to um it's something that I think we're going to be able to help a lot of people with mm. yeah yeah and so I just want to make this really clear for our listeners um so you're going into expansion with them but an element of this would be charitable work for veterans like yeah is that correct yeah just so it's yeah. super clear so i want to know like because i'm aware that things had to shift in your internal world to allow for this to happen and for them as well mm -hmm. who, who did you have to become most recently to be able to start a charity and to know this within yourself? Surrendered. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I had no idea that was brewing in me, you know, but what I saw happen with um, meeting these guys and these guys and seeing the things that they're having to wear on their own, there has to be a way to help, you know? And I think that's when you know that you've met the area that you're supposed to help in when you can see a way to do it and you're not going to ignore that, you know? Like yep. some people do it with like feeding people, you know? Like I tried to do it with Soup Kitchen and I gave up my Mondays for like, a long time you know and as someone running a small business that's that's big but other people do it with charities for you know feeding the starving in Africa or for you know um domestic violence um support systems like when you meet the feel that is for you mm. the magnet is so strong you will do whatever you can to make it happen because it's going to pull you, <laughs> you know, like even when you try and step away from the magnet, it's going to keep pulling you. So being surrendered to that and understanding yourself in it, you know, like understanding what is this for me? You know, like, what is this for me? What is it teaching my soul? Like, what do I need to learn from this? And then making the plan. Yeah, then the nitty gritty. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and obviously, like, I won't be doing the charity on my own. You know, like, mm -hmm. one of the boys is going to have a he's he's gonna have a big 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 part in it and he's got the resources he's got the contacts he is a veteran you know so there's a deep desire on his heart to work through it too mm. yeah and so for our listeners as well um 
it's just in the baby stages right now but what are your intentions with this charity so obviously helping veterans providing access to the HOCAT where do you see it going and what sort of impact are you looking for so initially um it will have to be local or they'll have to be able to get to the machine because the machine is in the salon um so yeah it will be to local clients um or sorry local veterans um initially um then we hope to set up a few more clinics but then also it can actually be a really beautiful business model for them as well as veterans you know and to work in the health and wellness industry is such a beautiful rewarding industry to work in and to be able to give them a position to be a part of fight good fight Mm. you know like if we get to that level and we can help them set up a clinic in their hometown like that part of it that's huge you know like because the amount of people that will see benefit from this on such a deep 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 level it's huge like to be able to help other people get to that in their life you know like I'm in the point of my life where it's about giving back you know and takes a lot of work to get there in your own spiritual journey you know like a lot a lot a lot of work on yourself to get to the level where you're officially giving back and this format is such a beautiful way to do that yeah (laughs) I can see you're so passionate about it. It's pretty amazing to think about the ripple effect that it will have empowering, well, just resolving some healing issues, resolving emotional issues, possibly empowering people to start their own business and then they heal other people and their emotional issues. And like it affects friends and family and it just, yeah. 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 Changes so many things for so many people. Um, You know, and it's, it's not, just for veterans it's not just sick people um I've got a client who's given me permission to speak about this um four years ago she was um raped um in a taxi on the way home and it was a violent assault and yeah like she's had to do so much to physically recover from that um it went through the entire court system and the guy's in jail now and sadly she wasn't the first victim but even having the courage to stand up and do that is huge. But working with the HOCAT and the vaginal insufflation to get the actual healing into her womb space. Mm. She's so well recovered now, you know, and to be able to provide a space for her to physically release that on a regular basis without actually intruding on her journey in any sense um obviously she's a client she's a very close girlfriend but to just be able to provide a safe place of non-invasive mental or emotional work because working on yourself is so re-traumatizing but to be able to physically help her get it out of her body and get it out of her being like she's someone who I've watched 
transform in so many ways, in so many ways. She set up her own hair salon a year ago and she's killing it, like killing wow. it, you know, like, and she's had to go through an entire court case throughout all of that time. Mm. And, you know, she, the credit that she's given to the Hocat, the amount of support that she's received physically in a way that you don't get in other ways, like to be able to help people recover from stuff like that. Mm. I need to, I need to push it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You're an amazing person. Thank really you. Amazing. Um, I just hope that we can take it to where it needs to go. Mm. Yeah. I have no doubt. I feel like God is with yeah. you. I don't say that much, but it feels like God is with you. Mm. It feels like it too, you know, like this is a much deeper level of purpose and commitment to purpose that I've felt for myself before, you know, like it's, it's bigger than me. It's mm. not me. It's bigger than me, you know? So, um, you pretty much just have to show up and serve when that happens you know yeah it's so inspiring from my position because I feel I'm at the stage where it's still very much me focused I love people and I help people as much as I can but I like I need to get my business um, up and running I need to make it actually profitable like there's money coming in but it takes a lot of time and the focus um and there's I often experience a frustration where I'm like, wish I could just give away things. Like I've offered, when I did my fitness program, I would offer people scholarships if they were in a finance, uh, they couldn't afford it. And I had more than once those people just dropped out because they actually just didn't want to do it. And that was yeah. really frustrating when I was like trying to give back and then it wasn't appreciated. Um, I'm sure there are other things to it. But anywho, it's amazing to then see you be financially stable and in that position of power in your business. And as soon as it, you're capable of properly giving back, it's just happened. Like you, you don't even yeah. need to, like I'm thinking for myself, you don't need to force it. Like it will come when it's you, you can't force it, you know, mm. you can't force it. And that's like, that's kind of going back to um, your soul's journey, like, you'll start to be awakened to your own soul and be attracted to it and be curious about it. And then it's just about doing the right thing and continuing to do the work. And then eventually it presents itself. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to happen to me. <laughs> no, how could you have ever guessed? You can't, you know, like you can't, but it's just about staying, staying curious with your soul, you know, and hearing it when you hear a call, mm. you know, like you, they start with little calls and you just step that little bit closer and step that little bit closer again. And then with each step, you'll see more and more um what's the right word life sprout from each step you know mm. like I didn't know 
getting this machine for my third room, which I knew that I needed to um, fill because I wasn't fulfilling my business space, I didn't even know it was going to change my life. Mm. I didn't know it was going to help me with my own kidney disease, you know, but it stayed with me. You know, that mm. client friend of mine saying, babe, this oxygen salon. That's idea. And it just like six years after the fact was lying in bed one morning and bang, babe, oxygen sauna, you know, <laughs> lockdown 2020. It came to me. I was just like, I've got to do some work on this. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So obviously I wasn't ready for it back then. I hadn't done yuck work. I hadn't cleared myself out. I hadn't, I wasn't in the position where I was able to give back back then. Yeah. So freaking incredible. Just an incredible story. Yeah. Um, what's my sort of the closing question for you? I would love to know what advice you have for people that are running their own business or even not running their own business. They're stressed, they're sick, things are not working, there's resistance everywhere. What advice do you have? That's a really hard one. I think um, keep trying until you find what fits. You know, like there's lots of different things in life that don't fit. And if it doesn't fit, take it off and put something else on. If your jeans don't fit, they're fucking uncomfortable. You know, so if your life mm. is still as uncomfortable as a pair of jeans that are too tight, take them off and try a different pair. <laughs> I love that. There's so much power though in getting the second opinion and, and doing that work. And you're absolutely right. Like, yeah. Changing accountants, you know, changing accountants, changing yeah. specialists. The first specialist was a fucking prostate doctor and didn't have <laughs> like integrity to tell me. Didn't he relate I was a 30-year-old girl at his office crying, saying, I'm so sick, my kidneys. He took it upon himself to say they look fine to me. Yeah, yeah, trust your gut. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, until you have advice that you are satisfied with, keep looking at other avenues, mm. you know? Keep looking at other avenues. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Beautiful. I think we'll wrap up there. That's been okay. everything. Is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap up? Thank you, Carla, because like, even when you asked me to do this, like, <laughs> I cried. <laughs> really? Yeah, I love that. Like, this is, this is, this is part of the magnet and the pool, you know, like, actually speaking out into a greater audience it's time to honor this charity and this movement and mm. to honor the healing process and for me to be someone who gets to be a part of this thank you so much for this opportunity and privilege oh thank you for coming on Thank you. Um, it's it's good because now it's spoken into reality. Pe people know about it now, so it's, it's definitely going to happen. And there's no there's no rush, but it's going to happen. So happen. 
yeah, it's been beautiful. Thank you for being so vulnerable as well. I think people will take a lot away from your story. There's so many elements that are so relatable and um, really profound, pivotal moments as well. So if anybody listening to this wants to find Jen online, she's on Instagram, uh, your embellish beauty account. Would you? Uh, yeah. So my Instagram account is underscore embellish underscore INC for embellish corporators. So um, yeah, embellish Inc is my um, Instagram um, and Facebook. Um, and my salon's name is embellish Inc. Um, check out my website need to ask some questions or see some video content about the devices i've got um plenty of stuff there so yeah i'll link it all in the caption below um on this podcast and if you're in sydney definitely go and check out her salon and i'll cool. when the charity's up and running i'll share it and post about it so people can get okay it. great thank you so much carla thank you everybody thanks for listening that's all right bye everyone so thank you for joining jennifer and i for this incredible podcast and another reminder for my group program the wealth frequency we're starting november 21st and this program is for you if you desire to start a business or if you already run a business and you want to streamline everything so you can work less and make more this is about how to tune in to your absolute highest joy to access your natural state of abundance and effortless receivership. The wealth frequency is in four parts so that your growth is completely supported. The first is around creating space, taking your power back through radical ownership, getting really clear on your vision and your unique talents. The second stage is conscious creation. Understanding the energy exchange of money, healing your relationship with money, stepping forward as a leader, and breaking that unconscious conditioning that has held you back. Part three is all about second nature sales and strategy, how to magnetize clients to you effortlessly and creating offers that light up your soul. And lastly, stage four is effortless energetics. This is how you think big, how you leave a legacy and balancing the masculine and feminine in your business for long-term creativity, long-term growth, long-term abundance. So this program, The Wealth Frequency, we start November 21st. Click the link below to learn more. I would absolutely love to have you there in this powerful and supportive community. Thank you for joining me and we will talk again soon. Bye.